I like Naito. His style, <laughs> his like attitude. I like it. You know what I mean? His music's amazing. And I think he also uh, is the first wrestler to be to be a, a dual champion to yeah. win both those titles. Hello, heels and baby faces. Welcome to Rob is War, the podcast with the most attitude. I am the Rob, or as they say in Japanese, Robato, and this is the Dab Murph. Or as they say in Japanese, Arobato Mafi. <laughs> and today's episode, we're gonna be talking about the G1 climax, the forbidden door. It's basically been open, and 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 the results to Full Gear, which which I haven't had a chance to watch because I did I did get drunk I did get drunk last night. <laughs> living <laughs> living up to them alcoholic our expectations. Yep. Drinking your vodka water. <laughs> well. And speaking of of the G one climax, um, did you get to watch? Did you get to watch the recent one? Uh, I haven't yet. And I, I think we've been talking about this for a long ass time. Yeah, uh, we're we're like <laughs> I just got G- caught up with everything. <laughs> not only that, but like the G one climax is such a it's such a long show. If you thought yeah. WWE did a, uh, did a lot of shows. Like that's nothing compared to what New Japan's yeah. schedule is. I mean, I can, I can only imagine how the the wrestlers of New Japan feel with that that type of schedule. I mean, like give, nineteen nights. I mean, and and give 19. it up to someone. Give it up to someone like Kenny Omega, who is like considered the best bout machine uh, right now in wrestling. Is all because of the New Japan stuff. Is all because yeah. of the G One climax. Um, uh, good question. Now, do you? Do you know what the G1 stands for? No, I do not. Well, interesting enough, uh, G1 stands for grade one, which is something grade they one. used to do in horse races. So th- uh, so you're, bas- you're basically looking mm-hmm. at it like, I guess the boss is basically looking at it like, who are the top thoroughbreds, you know? Eh? Uh, who are the top thoroughbreds of New Japan? Who are the who... Mm-hmm. The who who, right of of that year in New Japan is gonna is gonna be that guy, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's good because uh, I've seen a few of them. I've gone times with just just to watching from night one to night nineteen, just all the way through while they're releasing. And, and we've <laughs> and we've done it before. Well, we've done it. We've done it before. Yeah, it's I remember a one time because lot. there's times there's times where we have uh, uh, watch throughs and stuff like that, and we have we have done it before. But it, it is a lot because especially you know with all the and other like three hours each. Yeah, and then especially with all the other promotions that we know, uh, you know, you know what I liked about this year though is that they got straight to the point. Like instead of it being like these um. Excuse me. Instead of these being like, um, you know, those the, your typical like the the filler matches where you got like these these 
six on six or 12 on 12 yeah. tag, tag team matches, you know, going on because they're basically trying to preview every wrestler uh, f- for the uh, upcoming specials that they're going to have after that. Right. Yeah. Um, but instead this year, they just got straight to the point. Like right, right. When the show started, you already had your, the, the, the tournament just started off just like that. You know? Yeah. I definitely need uh, a, but before Wrestle Kingdom, I definitely need to watch at least Night 19. Like, I just have to have the gist of it. Yeah. At least because um, they'll cover the rest of it in, in one show, so they usually do. Yeah, they usually do. They usually uh, recap, and that's another thing I love about New Japan is that they recap everything, man. I mean, for for the fans that don't know what the hell we're talking about because maybe you're just in the WWE bubble or you're in the AEW bubble, which is, which is not a bad thing at all. Right. Um, I really, I really think as a, as a big time wrestling mm-hmm. fan and I've got you there Al, yeah. because one, one time you were in a WWE bubble and, and I got you to start watching. I told you, Hey dude, you need to check out this new Japan pro wrestling, man. Like it's off the charts. Like it's it's yeah. doing it's doing wonders. And and the only reason why I got into it is because obviously at the age of seven, you know, through nine, uh, I was a big Chris Jericho fan. So I just followed him everywhere. Yeah. And I honestly, you know, you were talking about how uh, we we're going to be talking about the Forbidden Door, which that's going to be coming up uh, soon. But um, I honestly think that the Forbidden Door started with mm. Jericho, man. I, I like to think that that Jericho cracked it cracked it open. Yeah, and like John Moxley just punched through the fucking door, and now and like everything's coming in like a gateway. Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> you open up the gateway to hell. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like uh, from a fan perspective, is that Chris Jericho did that for me as as what the Forbidden Door is doing for everybody else, right? Where like. Yeah. He led me onto the path of New Japan, and I was like, "What is this? Like, this is amazing!" And you know, and also coming to find out, he's done New Japan before. Yeah. Like, he was doing he was doing all that stuff way before there was mm-hmm. a Forbidden Door, way before there was Indies, way before there was any of that stuff. Yeah. He was he was kind of the man uh, making it known, you know. Yeah, um, the thing I love about uh, about New Japan Pro Wrestling is the matches are phenomenal. Um, they tell the story inside the ring. Yes, they're long, but they're telling an amazing story inside that ring. There is some drama, but not much. Not like the the, the WWE or anything. Yeah, yeah, and, and I and they don't I spend the whole show cutting promos and have two matches. No, they have all fucking matches and tell a story in each match. But not only that, in, in New Japan, there still is, there, there, the heels and the baby faces, they, it still plays a factor. Yeah. Like you still, there still is baby faces and there still is heels. You know, obviously like someone like the Bullet Club, yeah. you know. Um, uh, yeah, and you're right. Like, like there is still storylines in it, but it's not as, as, Overexploited or whatever, yeah. like the WWE likes to do. Where in the WWE, they're all more about the drama and the storylines than they are about the wrestling. Yeah. To where New Japan actually is kind of about both. They're more about the wrestling actually, and the storyline is just more like the icing on the cake. 
like you know their gimmicks there's gimmicks there's 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 you know their promos but it's more like it feels like a ufc style like combat sport style yeah you know feel to it you know you get the post interviews you get the you get all that and not oh, only yeah. that i also love how they treat each wrestler like according to their rankings or according to their values or according to whatever style that wrestler is you're gonna you know you're gonna see it in the in the match you know what i mean yeah, definitely. I mean, you got someone like Rocky Romero calling himself the king of sneaky style. <laughs> um, you know, you got someone over there like Arrobato Mafi. Uh, uh, apparently is now the king of sloth style. Because <laughs> I'm slow. Slow <laughs> like catching up on wrestling. Yep. <laughs> because, you, because you got a busy, busy ass schedule and you're yeah. here everywhere. You're the yep. king of sloth style, Murph. <laughs> and apparently, you know, back in the day, they used to call me Robert Rabbit. So I'm a, I'm, you know, Rob knows all, and uh, uh, you know, always stumbling over my words because I'm so fast. So <laughs> I guess I, I'm, I guess I am the, the king of rabbit style. The king of rabbit style. <laughs> king of sloth style. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Al, and um, you know, going back to the G one climax stuff, for the also for the fans that don't know what the G one climax is, is is basically is a professional wrestling tournament that's held each August by the New Japan Pro Wrestling promotion. Uh, though it has sometimes been held as a single elimination tournament, it is usually and currently held as a round robin. Uh, tournament, which which winners from two pools wrestling in the finals to decide that year's winner. In other words, there's going to be they're saying two pools, so meaning there's going to be a set of wrestlers in uh and and what they call blocks. So there's going to be a set of wrestlers in the A block, and then there's going to be another set of wrestlers in the B block, and and then it, and then you know at the end there's going to be the finals between I think the A and the B. Yeah. And it's great. And, like, it's like, you know, to see uh, the way I see it about the uh, G1 Climax is pretty much their version of the Road to WrestleMania. It's pretty much their Road to Wrestle Kingdom. The Road to Murphy Kingdom. And you get 19 nights <laughs> spread out in, like, two weeks, I think, or so, or three weeks. Uh, it's throughout, it's the says, uh, month. It's throughout the whole uh, month. 19 the nights throughout the whole month. The tournament lasts yeah. four weeks. Oh yeah, so about a month straight, like. And not you, only that, sometimes you get like a couple day break, but that's about it. From that's it. about it. And not only that, the winner of each pool, which is A block and B block, keep in mind, is also determined by a point system. Uh, two points for a victory, one point for a draw and that's only uh also you know time limit only right if it goes yeah. to a time limit which is uh, rare i I've, i feel yeah. and then obviously a uh, zero points for a loss and a uh, no contest or you know double decision yeah so you're right it's basically like the road to wrestlemania uh but also like like their version of money in the bank yeah you know, where like they get a suitcase at the end of the thing, but it's not like, but it's not like the money in the bank because they can't yeah, cash it in match. anytime yeah. they want. They can't cash. It's not a year thing where they can cash it in anytime they yeah. want. 
It's only going to be cashed in mm-hmm. at the what I call the WrestleMania of Japan, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. which is in every January, which has been epic and which has been two nights. And that's fucking again, like what you've been yeah. saying. You get four weeks of freaking th- this tournament. And yeah. not only that, after this tournament, you get another freaking tournament with tag teams called, you know, called the World Tag League. And then you get another <laughs> tournament before the Wrestle Kingdom, which I think is between November, December, around there. Uh, of just nothing but like the hybrids and the cruiserweights, which is the best, the Super Junior <laughs> tournament, all the way leading up to, to Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. Jesus. Literally, <laughs> the road to Wrestle Kingdom starts in August up till January when the two night event starts. Right. And it's just amazing. Dude, I mean, I should watch more. It's just too fucking much. I'm like, holy fuck. That's a lot. I missed yeah. one. Bam, like two days later, there's already 10. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, you got to really keep on top of it. You got to literally have no fucking life. <laughs> dude, and it's, dude, it's epic. Um, yeah. And not only that, for the ones who didn't know, the G1 Climax didn't start until 1991 but before 1991 they they also had other tournaments that started in the 1970s like such as the the world league uh you had a world league that was like in the 1950s to the 1970s you had one called the ms uh msg league i don't know if that's the madison square garden i don't know uh it was called the msg league from the 1970s 1978 to 1982 and then you had the i W G P League, which was which was in the nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty eight. Now, uh, for the ones that you know, you keep hearing because you know you're probably asking yourselves, okay, they're called NJPW, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling, but their heavyweight title is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, right? Yeah. So you're probably wondering what in the what in the hell does IWGP stand for? Well, yeah. I'll tell you how. It's an acronym. It's an acronym of NJPW's govern governing body. You know, I guess it's it's like a, a Raw and a SmackDown type of thing where it's like. Yeah. Uh, so IWGP stands for International Wrestling Grand Prix. Mm. And so, if for people don't understand what Grand Prix is, it's like that's almost like NASCAR. You know, the NASCAR. Yeah. You got the Grand Prix. You got the. You know, so they're they're treating this literally like it's a combat it's sport. sport. Like it's yeah. a sport, man. And that's what I love about it. You know, yeah. They so, they take their wrestling more seriously. Yeah, dude. And not only except and, for Yano. Ex- <laughs> except for Yano. Yano. <laughs> Yano's like the greatest. Uh, he's the greatest <laughs> comedian, so wrestler, jokester, yeah. wrestler. This guy is. I mean, taping. He's the win. I mean, he, their he arms around the post or their legs around the the uh, the railing just to get inside to get that twenty count. I mean, one of the greatest moments, Yano moments for me in the G one was the, he actually beat John Moxley because he he taped John Moxley together <laughs> <laughs> and got those points, man. I don't know how he does it, but he always it's genius. Did. Points and for those who don't know who Yano is, you need to search him up. You need yeah. to look up matches of Yano, and I guarantee, man, if if 
you know, going back to the Forbidden Door, and we'll talk about that in in a while. He would be one that I would love to see come to like yeah. AEW or something like that, man. Also, about uh, about New Japan. So, America Wrestling they have the ten counts out out outside of the ring. So New J- Japan is twenty counts. Twenty counts, dude. And that threw me off at first. I was like, 11, 12, What the? Yeah, yeah. I think that threw me off at first. I was like, okay. I think, <laughs> I think Ring of Honor and A. If I could sworn AEW's doing it too. No, probably not. No. But I know Ring of Honor is uh, oh, doing the twenty counts. Yeah, Ring of Honor is doing the twenty counts. Uh, yeah, that I think it's just awesome. Bro. Yeah, like it gives stuff. you more time to hang out 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 out. Outside the ring to get yourself a breather and that kind of rush, rush in ten seconds. Well, and not only that, you never know who's gonna show up in the G one as well. I mean, yeah, we've had wrestlers from other promotions that showed up, and I was like, dude, what in the world? Like someone like Jeff Cobb, who I saw as like Montanza from like Lucha Underground, you know, now being a bona fide NJPW like star, you know, like, like, like guys like that, dude, like. Yeah, uh, Scott Norton, you know, showing up, you know, like just things like that. Wait, Scott uh, Norton showed up? Yeah, there was one time Scott Norton showed up. And uh, the G1 climax. Yeah, but he's also he also got a um, he also uh, what got his. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't know, uh, but it it wasn't recent, like 2014, so or so like that. Yeah. I remember watching a rec- uh watching one of them, and he and he just showed up, and I was like, oh yeah, it's Scott Norton. Yeah, yeah, um, I didn't even shit. But also, uh, from what I know, is that he got his start over there. Yeah. You know? So he was already known, known around there, you know. Yeah, and I know uh, back in back in '98, he shows up on Thunder and Nitro with the IWGP World Title. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and, and, so, and so the Forbidden Door happened back in WCW. It's it's not really a new thing, but I mean, it's uh, kudos to Tony Khan for like coining the the word yeah. Forbidden Door, making it a thing, you know. But yeah, yeah, the Forbidden Door has always been there. It's just fans never really yeah. s- saw it that way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and going back to the IW, uh, IWGP title, Al, I don't know if you known this, but it wasn't part of the G One thing, but it was part of the league's history or the tournament history, right? Uh, in 1983, Hulk Hogan was the first American to go to Japan and to be in that tournament and actually win the IWGP title itself in that tournament. Dang. I think I remember hearing about that too, that he won won the title. Yeah. yeah. And that's only ever happened just that one time. I know, uh, I know, I do know my buddy Robbie was saying there was a point where he showed up in New J- J- Japan with the, the WWE title, I think, and said something about he wants the, NG- he, he wants the IWGP title, which in his eyes is the, is the world title. <laughs> you know, and you know what's funny going back to what you just said about like how WCW and New Japan and all that stuff, the Forbidden Door has mm-hmm. always been open, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers a Nintendo 64 game called WCW versus the world, you know? <laughs> world Tour? Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, World Tour, old school. Yeah. But it was basically that WCW versus the world. And it was yeah. a world tour thing, and the and it was all Japanese and, and and their wrestlers. Yeah, it was so cool. Uh, in that tournament, the most 
dominated wins by the tournament was the, the NJPW founder himself, Antonio Inoki. Now, I don't know if you know this, Al, but Antonio Inoki was the first ever Asian wrestler to win the WWE title, but WWE doesn't acknowledge it. As usual. It's nothing new. <laughs> now, do you think they don't acknowledge it because of the fact that they knew that he had his own promotion? It could be. I mean, because that's a pretty huge, it could have been a huge step for yeah. the, uh, for the, uh, you know, for the community over there. Oh yeah. And for them to not acknowledge that, I mean, that's huge. And so like, and I, and I'm guessing that's probably also why the, uh, why the, um, why there's, there's like parallels and resemblances to like WWE and, and New Japan, you know? Yeah. Except, you know, like I said, like we we're saying, like, but except New Japan, you know, uh, focuses more on, on, on the combat more than it does the uh, stories or the drama of, of itself. Most definitely. Now, do you well, what? Finish. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish. Sorry. I was gonna say, do you have, do you have a favorite um, NJPW wrestler? I like Naito. His style, <laughs> his like attitude. I like it. You know what I mean? His music's amazing. And I think he also uh, is the first wrestler to be to be a, a dual champion to yeah. win both those titles. And, so he, and he earned it. He deserved it. He won the G. Didn't know he didn't win the G one climax, but I know he won it at a Wrestle Kingdom. He did win it at the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, uh, and he faced the Bushi. Ibushi's yeah, he, good too. Zack Saber Junior is good. Evil's good. Sonata is great. I, like I, gotta, I gotta say, my favorite is Goto. Oh yeah, Goto has awesome to be too. my favorite. Uh, and then because you have that also that uh, never open weight title. Yeah, which is an interesting title to me as well. I mean, man, dude, New Japan Pro Wrestling has some unique titles. You know, they have that. Yeah, they do. That uh, that title, well, they have the junior title, right? I think they have a junior weight one. Yeah, I'm trying to. They trying to see where all the the doesn't it ever say if Naito ever won any one of these. I don't think he did. I know he got. I know he. I know he was in a few of them. I know he got far in it, but he still ended up getting a shot, a shot at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, because like, like I was telling because you, he was the, a champion at least the Intercontinental. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, like going back with the Noki, with the Noki's dominance over NJPW gone, the promotion established the G1. Climax tournament in 1991 as a showcase, as as a platform to showcase the company's top heavyweights, and have them compete in round robin matches, where the winners of the two divisions would then square off in the tournament final. And then, yeah, and then, like I said, you know, uh, it was 
It was NJPW's uh, uh, president back then. Yeah. Um, Sakaguchi named the tournament after the G1 horse race. So that's that's where that's where the G1 thing comes from. Uh, the first G1 was held on August 7th through August 11th of 1991. Oh, so it was small back then. It was small back then, yeah. And then later they started adding more nights, and now uh, it's like now a month long tournament. Mm -hmm. Cause see, All like, cause see, like, cause see, like the winner of the tournament. Um, assuming they are not already the champion, had uh, traditionally earned a shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Title. So it was, and then it was since 2012 that the winner would would earn the right to to the to the title now. Yeah. So it wasn't until then that they started doing it like a like a, a money in the bank type of thing, where the the certificate is kept in a briefcase, and yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. And like I said, and, but like I said, the only time since its inception, since since that that that. Uh, briefcase right you can't cash it in you can't do anything like that yeah. there was only one time that it did change hands it changed hands one time on november 7 2020 at power struggle when jay white defeated kota abushi i remember so that one time so jay white is going down as that one time guy that it switched over i like jay white too that dude's awesome too. dude you're sneaky hey, everyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a sneaky guy, man. Um, yeah, like you said, the tournament w was it was four weeks. Uh, Kenny Omega became the first non-Japanese wrestler to win the tournament. Ooh, nice! He became the first one. So, so think about that, man. Yeah. Uh, and like speaking of upcomers, you know what I like also about New Japan. Um, the young lions. Yeah, the young lions. The, the young lions. They don't get colors. They come out in just plain black boots, plain black. You know uh, what do you call the? Tights. Yeah, the tights, and that's it. And they have yeah. a set of they have a set of moves. They can't do anything out outside of those moves, just to showcase them. Uh, and then it's based on the audience. If the audience starts loving who they are, they're eventually going to move up. And yeah. become become something, and then um, after they're, I guess, nominated or voted up or something like that. Uh, let's just say someone like your favorite Naito, or my favorite Goto, Okada, Tanahashi, all them. They were all once young lions. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were all once young lions who had no gimmicks or, or characteristics, promos, catchphrases, any of that stuff. They all had to earn their stripes to be that. So that's oh, another yeah. thing that I loved about that I love about New Japan is that you it's literally like have, own, you literally have to earn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like its own developmental system. Thing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then like um, also, you know, uh, the New Japan also has a New Japan Cup, but unlike that. Uh, the G1 Climax features the then reigning IWGP heavyweight champion uh, as one of the participants. 
So I guess I guess the champion himself can win this tournament too. Apparently, and I don't even know if that's uh, ever ever happened. Um, let me see. Looking stuff up, and it says that he he was he was part of he was one of the participants in the tournament, except in ninety two, two thousand one, two thousand four, and two thousand eight is when he didn't compete. Other than that, he's been in it. Yeah. Um. One of the first New Japan shows I saw was the G1 with uh, Ring of Honor and Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That was good. I think that was the one. Uh, um, trying to remember. That was in like 2008, I think. No. Cause was that, that was the one with Jay, Jay Lethal was there. Yeah. Remember? Those, yeah. The. That wasn't the one that were Enzo and and Cass yeah. invaded, right? Yeah, but they weren't showing on camera. <laughs> that was awesome. Like like little bits of uh, pieces of, of seed was planted there, like the forbidden door opening. Yeah, like all this little stuff was just happening, man. And that's what's cool about it. I mean, like, so, but like I said, man, everyone needs to check out this this G one climax. It's the best yeah. thing ever. It's just the best thing ever. Man. Just prepare. It's a lot of fucking wrestling. <laughs> and they're yeah. long. Three hours yeah. long each. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And it's just the coolest thing ever that they have this tournament. Mm-hmm. The matches are long, but it's worth it because they tell a great story in the ring. Dude, yes. They definitely do. Let me see. Yeah. Um, the last, but yeah, the last, the last winner, the recent winner of this one though, on the G1 Climax, uh, well, Okada won it. Okada, Okada beat Ibushi and now is going to go to this year, uh, next year's, it's not this year's, it's next yeah. year's, Wrestle Kingdom in January to face the reigning and defending IWGP heavyweight champion Takagi yeah. on, night, on night one. Mm-hmm. And then it was just revealed, which I need, I'm probably going to watch later. Um, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling had an awesome special that was on uh, yesterday called. Battle in the Valley uh, that showcased all the best like American and Japanese uh, wrestlers of New Japan. And Will Ospreay came out and challenged. He's going to challenge, or they haven't made it official, but I think it's going to happen. He's going to challenge either Takagi or Okada on night two for the title. Because like I, I was telling you off camera, Al, Will Ospreay has never, never got, he never got pinned. Yeah, he, 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 had to relinqu- yeah he, he had to relinquish his title due to the injury. And this was also, Will Ospreay also started the new era of New Japan because this is where they introduced that new IWGP belt. Yeah, you like which, it? Ah, I'm more, I like the old school one more yeah, to be same. honest. I do, man. It's just too much. It just it just looks too much WWE-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, that's going to be awesome. 
Oh, yeah. That, that one's going to be an interesting one for sure. Um, and I think Will Ospreay is up there for me too as one of my favorite NJPW uh, wrestlers. He's he's definitely come a long way, and I I honestly hope he uh, enters the Forbidden Door too, oh, yeah. because at the recent Jericho Cruise, um, him and Danhausen showed up to save the Inner Circle. So it makes me wonder what's gonna happen, yeah. because now. Now you have somebody like Jay Lethal who came out and he even mentioned the Forbidden Door himself. So I'm like, why would he mention the Forbidden Door himself? But yet he's he signed to AEW. But you're still trying to say that, you know, he went through the Forbidden Door. Like he's almost acknowledging like maybe there's maybe I'm hoping I'm hoping maybe that's just me reading into it more that there's going to be a partnership or a relationship with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because, like, how in the world are you going to have... I mean, because that's another thing uh, that people, I guess, don't know about is that Ring of Honor is, like, starting to... Looks like they're trying to rebrand and they basically released everybody from their contracts. And so, like, yeah. any one of these wrestlers can go anywhere. But, oh, yeah. like, it doesn't mean Ring of Honor is done. It's just, I guess, they're going to rebrand or reboot or do something with yeah. it. So, Al, speaking of the Forbidden Door... Um, I mean, who who are I mean? Obviously, you said Naito would be one of them. Yeah. But who are who are some of the other wrestlers you would want to see maybe come to AEW? Tanahashi, instead of just a video of him talking. <laughs> I know. I, re- I remember that one time I was telling you they announced that Tanahashi was going to enter through the Forbidden Door to face Archer, and I was like, hell yeah, they're they're going to face each other on Dynamite, but they ended up being on their pay per view. Yeah. Um, so, I'm hoping uh, Okada jumps through. That'll that'll be pretty big if uh, well, Okada I mean, came. That's funny that you say that about Okada because, I mean, now you got Orange Cassidy, you got Statlander, you got the best friends, you got Wheeler Yuta now, uh, all now part of Okada's faction chaos. What do you think? That, of that? means something. That means something. They they. Wouldn't do that just to do it. They did it because I want to say Okada is going to show up eventually, but we don't know when. And then be you, when you least expect it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, definitely when you least expect it. I, man, that one's going to be epic. And it makes me wonder who, like, because, like, is he, is he going to come? Do you think he's, he's going to show up to save maybe Orange or... Maybe you know something's gonna go. Something's gonna yeah. happen there. Do you think? Yeah, he's gonna save Orange Cassidy. Maybe from the Big Money Mac faction that's going on. Yeah, you know, and you know what's funny? I don't know if you know this out because, like you said, um, you didn't you didn't get a chance to to check out Full Gear. But yeah. You do you do know what's happening? Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know if you know this out, but they've announced. For this upcoming Wednesday, now I don't know when this podcast is going to be released, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, I don't know. But for this upcoming Wednesday, they've already announced The Butcher and The Blade versus Orange Cassidy and Timo Hero Ishii. Nice. The Stone Pit is entering the Forbidden Door 
It's already starting, y'all. I think what you already said. Fucking Moxley punched that shit in. He opened up the gates, the gates, uh, gates of hell. Now everyone's coming in through that door. That's what, and that's what I was saying. It, it started. It, it, also, like. it also started with Jericho. You know what I mean? With yeah, the uh, Jericho cracked it open. Moxley punched it open. Because <laughs> for me, like I said, and that's what got you into. Uh, that's what started your journey into uh, the New Japan path uh, is that yeah. with that match, it was with the Alpha versus Omega. It was Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. I did uh, see that match. You so did? Good. Yeah, yes. I did see and it. Then, and, then not only, and then I think the following year, the following year, right, uh, AEW gets announced that it's going to be a promotion and all this stuff. Uh, and then coming full circle, which we'll get into that with the full gear thing, uh, then you get you're gonna get Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho for the first ever AEW title, and then obviously Jericho ends up winning. But um, you know, obviously, come full circle, Hangman Page is now the well-deserving AEW champion. Yeah. Congratulations to him! I think it's oh, gonna yeah. be awesome, cowboy shit out. Um, oh yeah, cowboy shit. <laughs> but what I was also gonna say is that with with when Chris Jericho won that title, he took that title the following year to Wrestle Kingdom and defended it at Wrestle Kingdom. I think against, against uh, Tanahashi. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think it was against Tanahashi. Now, could you imagine if Tanahashi had beaten him? <laughs> what what would have? Would we have gotten the forbidden? Would the forbidden door have opened even more then? Most likely. You know, hell would have broken loose even yeah. more. Uh, that was a good match, though. That was fun. But honestly, I I I think the way it's going right now, I think, I think it was, um, I think it was, it was supposed to go the way it is because not only yeah. that, you said the reason also that Moxley punched through it, it was not only that, but also because he was the U.S. New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion. So yeah. now now uh, NJPW introduced a United States title, their version of a United States title. So this is now like a gateway, like now they're using Moxley yeah. as a gateway to defend that title, not only in Japan, but obviously in the United States, since it's a yeah. United States championship, you know, and that's also what I'm loving about, like going back to the battle uh, in the Valley and what you said about um, your, your, uh, your accounts with the ring of honor and the new Japan stuff with the Madison square garden special that you saw. Yeah. Um, so see, things were kind of molding and shaping its way into this forbidden yeah. door thing. Um, and so, so like it was getting unlocked. It was like someone had a key, was turning it slowly, cracking yeah. it open, and John Marshy just kind of kicked that, kicked that son of a bitch open. Well, and then, <laughs> not only that, haven't you noticed? Like then we were, we were gonna start getting these AEW versus NXT wars a little bit, right? These little yeah. Wednesday night wars. Within that that time that the like to me. If we're going to go there and making comparisons where AEW is WCW and NXT was like the mini, mini attitude era WWF, right? Yeah. I would like to say that NJPW strong was, was ECW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know if people were uh, noticed this, but during those two times, NJPW started NJPW strong, a new, a new show 
where they're okay. now where they're now showcasing the upcoming young lions. They're now showcasing yeah. like anybody else. You don't you don't know who was gonna show up. I mean, you had someone like Fred Rosser, who we knew as um I think he was Derek Young in Nexus and WWE. Uh, yeah. And now now look at what is what it's doing for his career, or look at what it's doing for someone like Aiden English, or you know, uh, just recently. Uh, the guy we know as the former North American NXT champion, Bronson Reed, just showed up to NJPW's Battle in the Valley. So now he has a working relationship with New Japan, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but someone like Brian Danielson has also been saying he wants to work with guys like that over there too. So that could be one of the reasons why we got him versus uh, Suzuki. Know what I mean? Yeah. So it's gonna be, it's definitely gonna be a man. It's gonna be interesting. Like I said, I was, I want to see, you know what I want to see, Al, uh, come mm. through the forbidden door. I want to see the actual bullet club come through the forbidden door and freaking face the super click and the elite. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Could you imagine, like, could you imagine uh, someone like Chase Owens, someone like uh, Evil? Someone like Jay White, which which they kind of already hinted at because Jay White is obviously doing stuff in Impact Wrestling right now. So maybe maybe he could shift over here. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I want to see Tama Tonga. I want to see the Gorillas of Destiny show up and, and face FTR. Or or yeah. face or face or face the uh the Lucha Express. I mean the Lucha Express, oh my god. The Jurassic, it's a new, it's a new team out. It's a new team between the Lucha Brothers <laughs> and Jurassic Express. <laughs> the, I meant to say the Jurassic Express, Bouch and the Lucha Bros. I mean, could you imagine God, God, Gorillas yeah. of Destiny showing up and facing those tag teams? It'd be amazing. I feel if they're gonna do that full on thing, though. Bullet Club versus the Elite, it needs to happen at some kind of big pay-per-view, like All Out or something. Ooh, yes, yes, or Double or Nothing. Yeah, I think I think Full Gear is getting there. Yeah, I I think I think um I think uh, AEW's on uh is looks like they're on to like their four major pay-per-views are coming. It looks yeah. like now you got you know now you got Full Gear, now you got Double or Nothing, now you got All Out, and then I think you have a Revolution. Yeah, right. I think that's what it's called. Even though that one is not as big as these other three we were talking about. Yeah, it could so, be. It could be. Yeah, it definitely could be. Um, I'm just gonna uh, take you down to some of the uh, NJPW news and see what you think, Al. Uh, like I said at um, like I said at at uh, Saturday's uh, past pay per view, NJPW Battle in the Valley. Will Ospreay showed up and confronted Okada and Ooh. challenged to whoever wins at night two at Wrestle Kingdom 16. Nice. What do you think of that? Good. I like it. Feel me good. Do, do you have a, you know, since we're in, since we're on the path and the road to Murphy Kingdom, do you have any predictions for those those two matches, can can we get a prediction right now, or do you think it's too early for the Murph, aka Arobato Mafi? <laughs> I think 
I think that night two it's gonna be Will Osprey versus Okada for the title. Ooh man, bro, you're killing me here. Okay, you know what? That's I'm gonna say, that's my prediction, and that I'm going with. Okay, you're gonna go with that. Okay, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, right now, um, you know, um, I love Okada. Don't get me wrong. I love the Rainmaker. Right? Don't get me wrong. And we could argue the fact that Okada has the best, the best. The best fucking drop kick in professional wrestling today yeah. in the whole world. And this is a guy that's over six foot tall. He's like, what, six yeah. foot seven or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> this guy has the best drop kick ever. I agree. Dude. It's beautiful. Just clean. Bam. But sorry, Al. I'm going to go with Takagi. I'm going to enter the dragon and I'm going to go with Takagi. He's going to hit the Rainmaker with the last dragon, and it's going to be over, Al. And we're going to see, see, see Takagi versus Osprey night two. It's going to be awesome, though. It's going to be epic, bro. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Uh, hopefully, I want to try to see if we can get some uh, live reaction videos going soon. I want I want to definitely de- deliver y'all with more content, uh, but we'll we'll, oh, yeah. we'll be figuring that out. Um, so, uh, speaking of all these other tournaments, Al, um, we also got now the NJPW World Tag League that has started now. Now, now it's almost like the G one thing, but now we're focusing on tag teams. What do you think all about right. that one? Now, have you seen Have you seen any of those? No, I have not. I think I, I, I think I've seen a few, um, but I haven't seen a lot either. Ooh, we got we had we had Zach Saber Jr. and Tai Tai Chi. Ooh, nice Tai Chi versus Suzuki and Mi, and Mishinoku. Oh man, yes. Taka Mishinoku, Taka Mishinoku. Hey, that's old school. Is, Bro, is that is that I'm gonna that stuff with the we used to do with the Valvinas and all that stuff? I'm gonna chop your I'm gonna chop your PP off. No, <laughs> that's I, not it. Michinoku was uh <laughs> Kaintai with uh Funaki, number one announcer. Smackdown, <laughs> number, number one announcer. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, Old bro. Sport. I was like, my brain was like just. Freaking out! I was like, "Am I reading this right?" the The first, the first night already, the first night of World Tag League sees Taka Mishinoku come back and team with the King Suzuki to face one again, probably another favorite of mine too, Taichi and Zack Saber Jr. Bro, come on! Same, hell yeah, those are two are awesome. I'm definitely gonna have to pay more attention to this tag league stuff. Definitely, just like you, Al. But like you said, there's, there's so. Believe me, guys, there's so much wrestling out there that it's just, it's, it, man, bro, it's, it's impossible, bro. Oh yeah, so much wrestling. You just gotta know where to look. Man, and then like I'm looking at this, 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 uh, the results to this night one and stuff. There's a lot of cool. I mean, you got, you got, the legend, uh, Nagata. And Tiger Mask. I mean, right. they made they made New Japan Pro Wrestling um, an anime off of Tiger Mask. Oh yeah, dude. 
<laughs> that is epic. So yeah, yeah, this tag league is gonna be awesome. That tag league, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to pay more attention to that. Um, not only that, speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, they announced a U. They have announced a new U.S. tour for 2022. Al. New Japan Strong is coming to on the 15th of January to Seattle, Washington. On February 17th in Los Angeles, they're going to Hollywood, Al. Ooh. And, and in March, they're going to Tampa. No Texas dates? No Texas dates, sadly, man. Uh, oh, man, I know. Goodness, bro. Oh, last night. Wow. Okay, so this is going to be interesting now because I remember I was telling you about we got the Butcher versus the Blade, right? The the Butcher. Did I see the Butcher versus the Blade? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Butcher and the Blade, damn it, versus Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed, and the Stone Pit Bull, Tomohiro Ishii, right? But not only that, last night he was crowned the new IWGP Never Open Weight Champion. Nice. What are, so, what are so the odds for him bringing the belt? <laughs> he, may, he may be bringing that belt to Dynamite, man. And he is the 34th openweight champion in nice. New Japan history. That oh, is yeah. amazing. That is yeah. amazing. And if you don't know who Tomohiro Ishii is, you're definitely living under a rock. We were living yeah. under a rock for quite a while, but I'm yeah. telling you, this guy is, he's a veteran. He's a legend. He's almost like, he's almost like Suzuki in my eyes. He's like Nagata. Yeah. He's like those guys, right? Like you just know, even if you're not a fan, of wrestling or you're not a fan of their wrestling, you still know who the veterans and are of the sport. Yeah. And especially in New Japan. And Okada I, is one of them, I wanna say. Or well Tanahashi is. Man, yeah, dude, Tanahashi, well from what um from what I learned is that from a long time they used to call Tanahashi the John Cena of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm so and what I mean is like, you know, because merch-wise and like the, the venue-wise, yeah. ticket sales and all that stuff. Now, Okada is on another level, bro. Okada yeah. is like the Hulk Hogan of the whole damn thing. Yeah. Like, he is just like, he's like, like, like Okada and Naito is like rock and stone cold. And Tanahashi is like flair. Yeah. Or, or, or something like that, you know. <laughs> it's something like that. It's Even though Tanahashi probably in the same age range or so, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that battle in the valley, because I'm saying, dude, I really, I think I really need to check it out. I think everybody yeah, needs yeah. to check this pay per view out. If you haven't, I would say start there. If you're not a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, you need to start being a fan now. Pronto, I'm telling mm -hmm. you, because all this stuff. If you're in AEW, if you're watching AEW right now, even if you're watching WWE stuff, I mean, you got guys like Nakamura, who I never really knew about. You know, you know, I knew that when I when I was watching WWE at the time, I knew like who's this Nakamura guy, and they keep saying he's like already a legend of New Japan and stuff like that. You got guys like the Good Brothers who were there. You got guys like AJ Styles was even there. You know, he was part of the Bully Club at one time. You know, Finn Balor. You know, so I'm just saying you need to start watching New Japan because there's a crop of wrestlers that are coming out of that of that promotion that are just gonna blow everyone's minds, man. Oh yeah. For real. Um, and speaking of like 
with the WWE and all that stuff. Former NXT star, they called him Bronson Reed, Al, uh, appeared at New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley. Nice. He is now known as Jonah. Mm. Jonah Brothers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's gonna he's gonna create his own faction and call it the Jonah Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be great. Um, okay. On top of on top of the NJPW battle in the Valley, you also had uh, NJPW uh, Strong. They also had a, a epic special before that that pay per view that I suggest people should watch. Uh, definitely, um, dude. And uh, speaking of Tomohiro Ishii, he keeps. It looks like he keeps making the headlines because former Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Eddie Edwards wants to face him. Ooh, I love Eddie Edwards, bro. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Wow, you you said it yourself, Al. It says uh, Tony Khan. Is is teasing on bringing in more top and mm. JPW stars. Naito, come on, Naito. <laughs> uh, we're, we're 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 crossing our fingers here at, on Robbie's War for Naito and Okada and those oh, yeah. guys. Tong Tomatonga, uh, you know, Ishii is a big step. Suzuki is another step. Yeah. Nagata is another step. Those are some of the guys that already are coming yeah. over. Have came over. Kenta, you know, uh, dude. Yes, uh, yes, 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 all the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, and then speaking of, you know, Hangman Page, the new AEW champion, he was in the Bullet Club at one time. He was in the Bullet Club. Uh, now we got, you know, ex-WWE guy. He was known as who I thought was, you know, I guess, I guess he isn't anymore. He was, he was the Murph's cousin here, Buddy Murphy. Uh, <laughs> He now sold his soul, and it's now Buddy Matthews, and he faced Okada at at that uh, battle in the Valley. So, man, you need—I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling all the fans out there. I'm telling all the heels, all the baby faces out there. You need to check out New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then, like I said, where do I start? How do I begin? I don't think there's a starting point. Like I said, I started with Chris Jericho. I started there at that Wrestle Kingdom. You can start there with Alpha versus Omega. Maybe that's why it was called that, because the beginning versus the end, right? Um, maybe start right there and, and, and work yeah. your way up. Or if not, if you don't, you want you don't want to, you know, because like there's a lot of content, uh, and you want to start somewhere simple. Start with that battle in the valley one because there's a lot of modern uh, wrestlers of today's era that you should be paying attention to that were yeah. in that that special. So and also that that strong special as well. Yeah, uh, check that one out. Uh, so man, yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling is it's it's on the way, bro. Uh, and now, uh, speaking of AW, and you said you didn't get to watch Full Gear, Al, which is, you know, yeah. uh, living up to King of Slot style there. Yeah, I'll watch uh, it tomorrow after work. <laughs> uh, but uh, Brian Danielson, uh, congratulations to him. He beat Miro and yeah. now is the number one contender for that title. So we could be seeing Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. What do you think of that? What do you think That's of Cowboy Shit? Versus the American Dragon, Al. I like it. It's good. Cowboys it's and Dragons. Be a good match. Cowboys and Dragons, Al. There you go. Cowboys and Dragons. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking good one. But uh, uh, Brian Danielson was also one of the guys. He said if AEW allows him, he, he wants to go and work over there. 
I, oh, I, I'm all for it. Honestly, yeah, I'm all for it. Like, I, I get that the New Japan, some of the New Japan pro wrestlers are coming over here, but it would be cool to see some of the AEW stars go over there too. Yeah, I would love to see some AEW stars like in these G1 uh, climax tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, and then I mean, being, I mean we then, had one Moxley. Well, yes, we do, but I don't know if they acknowledge the fact that he's an AEW guy. He just comes in and he's just Moxley. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> He's the in um because I think his gimmick in AEW is a little bit different from his gimmick in New Japan because his gimmick in New Japan he's known as the Death Rider. And in in AEW, they don't really acknowledge him as the Death Rider. He's just the innovator of violence or something like that. So it's kind of a different like you're getting two kind of distinguished Moxley's here, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was speaking of full gear. I mean, I know you, again you didn't see it. You're gonna you're gonna be seeing it. Yeah. Uh, still, what what did you think of it? Um, what did you think of actually the stuff you know from it? It sounds like yeah, it was amazing. I mean, you know about uh, you know about Jay Lethal showing up. Yeah. And by the way. For the ones that are questioning, if there's the because he did acknowledge the forbidden door, so you're th- so I, at least I was thinking it. Does that mean there's going to be some kind of relationship with Ring of Honor or not? Well, I just read that Jay Lethal says he won't be at Ring of Honor's final battle after after this debut. So there you have it. And it's not the forbidden door. <laughs> but he did acknowledge it for some reason. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, why is he still acknowledging it if he probably has probably has nothing to do with it, I'm I'm assuming. You know what I mean? Um yeah, bro. I mean, what can I say about the pay-per-view? Like I said, it was in Minnesota. It was a kick-ass pay-per-view. Um the buy-in was 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 pretty good. And I don't remember. Oh yeah, I think the buy-in, the buy-in had uh, uh, my favorite, Tony Schiavone, who I'm gonna say right now on Rob's War is my favorite wrestling commentator of all time. That's my favorite. Yeah. You can go to hell, Al. You can go to hell with your Jr. Barbecue sauce and all that crap. Tony Schiavone, baby, it sting. Did you know? Uh, speaking of him, did you know he he was in the WWF for one year? Yeah, he commentated at SummerSlam. He almost it was almost like uh, or ninety. No, 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 eighty nine at SummerSlam eighty nine. It was almost like um, how do you say it? It was there for about um, a year. It was almost like Eric Bischoff. I I, I think Eric Bischoff was there at one point. Uh, before his, you know, before what he did in WCW. So, I mean, yeah. they've all gone through WWE yeah. system. You just don't know about it. It's just never talked yeah. about, you know. They all have to start from somewhere. They all have to start mm-hmm. from the bottom up, you know. And that's yeah. what I love. That's what I love about wrestling. Uh, you know, that's what I love about, because wrestling is all, like, it, you know, wrestling to me, how it teaches me life lessons too, you know. You got to oh. work your way up, bro. Mm-hmm. I think I think in today's society, everyone thinks that they should be handed everything, you know. 
That's come on, man. Stop being a bottom feeder. Yeah. <laughs> and and work your way up. Work your ass, your ass off. To get to the Bust top. your ass, and it's gonna get you to the top. It's gonna get you to what you need to do. And that's how you're gonna stay relevant. And that's how you're gonna become the goat and the best in the world and the rainmaker and whatever the hell else you wanna be. Oh um, yeah. So we saw Tony Shivani come out and he announced Minnesota's own Dante Martin, who I think out is a breakthrough for AEW. He's he's yeah. he to me is is Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero and and the cruiserweight division in WCW, bro. Yeah, yeah. He to me uh, uh, embodies that. You know what I mean? He's one of the, he's those wrestlers that you're gonna look about. You're gonna look back 10, 20 years from now. And be like, these are the re- these are the underrated wrestlers, or these are the wrestlers that that are are the hidden gems, you know? Oh yeah. And so, you had him come out, and well, the acclaimed had to interrupt, and they did a rap, and they did all that stuff. Uh, and so now, Al, I don't know if you saw the past rampage and all that. Um, I saw rampage. But now I didn't. Okay, so now you know about uh. FTW, Team FTW, Team Taz, mm-hmm. offering Dante Martin a contract, right? Yeah. Get this. The Acclaim came out and offered Dante Martin an, a contract to join the Acclaimed. Hmm. Where's the Leo Rush? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I do know. Uh, actually, I do know. Uh, they, they said that... Uh, uh, his grandmother passed away. His right? grandmother passed away. So rest in peace to her. Yeah. His grandmother passed away, and uh, I also want to uh, also say, with keeping that in mind, uh, talking about you know passing away, I want to uh, take time to also, you know, send my condolences out to my dad's um, wife's family as well too. Uh, her, well, her mom, her mom. Uh, just passed away last night. Hey, I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, man, he. Uh, it was just, man, it was devastating. He uh, last night, you know, Marco poloed me and and was just was just crying. It was just was just heartbroken. So, man, you know, it's 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 a tough situation. Yeah, it is. It really is tough. Uh, uh, you know, and 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 not only that, talking about that, you know. Uh, you know the the light of the situation is, is that we got to remember Eddie Guerrero. You know yeah. that was that was cool that 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 was cool that AEW full gear. Remember, dude, they did the whole thing. You know they did the. Uh, I thought it was cool that um, in Chris Jericho's match he won, he won, and beat Dan Dan Lambert <laughs> with, with an Eddie Guerrero frog splash. Fuck yeah! So that was awesome, bro. Um, so yeah, so the acclaim came out, did that, offered him a contract. We don't know what, what do you, what do you think on that out with, um, what do you think? Do you think he's going to go? It seems like with the, uh, absence of Leo Rush that these teams are trying to take, you know, they're trying, they're seeing what, what you and I are seeing now, or they're seeing what I'm seeing, the potential and the future that, that is Dante Martin. My opinion I think he should go with Team Taz because I think oh. that would be interesting. Oh, we're going there, Murph. Oh, you're, you're doing yeah. heel Murph right now. Yeah, Team Taz. All, team Taz all the way. You know what? And I'm going to go with, and I know this is surprisingly to say because I love Taz and I would love to see him go Team Taz. 
I'm going to falter. I'm going to say he's going to stay Team Rush. He's going to stay with Leo Rush. Leo is going to come back. He's going to – this is how you start feuds with Leo Rush versus, like, Ricky Stark or, like, you know, you're yeah. going to have Leo Rush versus Hobbs. You're going to have Leo Rush versus, you know, um, be he, good. He, he acclaimed. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that are that are brewing there, and I, I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. Um, then we had Nyla Rose, the native beast, who I think is one of the underrated AW's female stars yeah. they have there. I know she 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 gets a lot of slack and 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 a lot of people you know dislike her for for let's let's just be real, Al. You know, let's just call it how it is. Let's just call this pay per view how it is. This is raw, right? Yeah. And we keep everything one hundred and ten percent here, and we keep everything yeah. raw. So we're just gonna say it. Everyone. Hates the fact that she's this trans. It's something different. It's different. I, I love I like it. it. I yeah, love it because different. I love it because in wrestling you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. It doesn't exactly. matter. I mean, you got someone like the Concrete Rose, you know, uh, who who is is uh, he's gay, you know, and and yeah. but but he also he also said he doesn't care if you call him a he or a she or you know it's just it's just that's how it is you know what i mean um i just love it i just love the whole thing it doesn't matter who you, you can be anything you want to be is what i'm trying to tell you guys be anything you want to be you want to be a heel you want to be a baby face you want to be whatever you want to be be that you know yeah. so with that being said you got the native beast nyla rose and jamie hater who, when I first saw her, thought was Becky Lynch, because <laughs> <laughs> she just had that orange hair and it just looked like her. Mm -hmm. uh, versus one of the popular AEW female wrestlers right now, Thunder Rosa, who is also a Gulf Coast alumni, you know, in Corpus, yeah. got a college victory wrestling and Gulf Coast wrestling. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of awesome talent in AEW is coming out there from like Thunder Rosa, the Sammy Guevara, you know, Texas, Texas made brother. Hell yeah. Texas made Texas paid. Hell yeah. So, um, so you had Nyla Rose and, and Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa and Hikaru, Hikaru Shida, the former AEW women's champion. And uh, well, the winner was obviously Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. It was pretty. It was an awesome. It was a pretty good match, man. It was a pretty good match. Oh, yeah. Um, and then after that, obviously, we got Orange Cassidy teasing that he was going to bring in a special partner. Obviously, later on, they announced that that was going to be the Stone Pit Bull, the new open never the never the new never open <laughs> heavyweight champion Tomohiro Ishii. Um, so that, that happened. Then we opened up full gear, brother, with MJF versus Darby Allen. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And, and bro, I, and again, I know you haven't watched it, but I'm going to tell you right now, this may be one of my top highlight matches of, of that night, man, because they really did put on a clinic they really did you got you had fans saying this is awesome then that's what you want right you yeah fans saying, this is awesome and fight forever and like man they really put on a good show bro okay. like they, they wrestled they wrestled the hell out of each other there was um 
the, some of the highlights, Darby Allen did a, a coffin drop from the top ropes all the way outside of the ring onto MJF. Uh, MJF gave Darby Allen a freaking jumping tombstone power driver at the edge of the ring, like Ooh. outside of the, outside of the ropes, you know, right at the edge, and it looked brutal too. It looked like yeah. looked like Darby really hit his head, but you know, yeah, it was a brutal yeah. match. I think you're gonna love that match. And, Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, can't, can't can't wait to see it. Yeah. Going to my predictions, I think I s- said that Darby was gonna win. MJF ended up winning that salty bastard. <laughs> He ends up winning. He is better than you, and you know it. Well, he is not, Al, and I'll tell you this because he ends up winning because he ends up clocking Darby Allen with that freaking di- dynamite diamond ring. <laughs> so he he did the classic good old MJF salt of the earth heel win. So you know, I got yeah, I give that match a full thirteen stars. Uh, then you had the AEW Tag Team Championships, FTR, who I freaking love their theme song, bro. Like, man, the whole that whole audience popped because that theme song is just, it's it's crazy, man. Uh, so they faced the Lucha Brothers, right? Uh, who who'd you had for this one? Now, who'd you, who'd you wanted to win for this one? Who is it again? It was FTR versus Lucha Brothers. I haven't exactly put up or thought about my prediction, so well, we're putting it out. We're putting out on the line right now. FTR, FTR. All right. Well, the Lucha Brothers ended up winning, and they ended up retaining. And I think I had, I think I had FTR winning too. So I think I might have lost that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, that match was awesome as well. Uh, that match lived up to the same as MJF and Darby. Uh, um, dude, yeah, that match was epic, dude. I don't know if I would give it a 12, 12 and a half, 13 stars as well. Then you had the AEW title eliminator tournament final match, Miro versus Brian Danielson. And obviously you had, you know, were an evolved Miro and, and yeah, this match was epic. There was also one time where, where Brian Danielson was running out of breath and Miro's just in the ring like, come on, man. You know, like he's just standing there and and and, and Brian Danielson is out, outside of the ring trying to catch his breath <laughs> with his legs up. And uh, so that was an epic match as well. And But obviously we know um, Brian Danielson gets the win for that one. I'd give that like 11 stars. Oh, yeah. uh, then you got the trio's false count anywhere match, the super click versus Christian cage and the Jurassic express. Uh, that match was epic, bro. It, oh, was, yeah. it was really, really good. Uh, I'd probably give that a 12 and a half stars as well, because like the way the, the ending of it, uh, they fought all the way to the, the stage. I think even Lucha Soros, I think suplex that um Cole, I think, on off off the ramp onto onto like the Ooh. young bucks and everything, uh, so that that match was epic, um, and obviously the Christian Cage and Jurassic Express won that one. So yeah, I, I love it because it's still putting, it's still you know because I I've always said this since, since day one, Murph. Uh, that I want to see the Jurassic Express one day become uh, AEW Tag Team Champions. 
So I, I want to see it one day. Yeah, be, be, at, least, at least before we, at least because it's inevitable and it'll probably happen soon. At least before Jungle Boy, you know, has a solo run or whatever, or yeah. becomes TNT champ or any of that stuff, because that's eventually going to happen. Yeah. You know, then we got Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes and Pac. And this match was great as well. I'd probably give it like a 10 or so because it's like, well, I guess the whole idea of the match is that Malachi Black and Andrade weren't weren't on the same page. So they kept, you know, arguing with each other. And the same thing with Cody and Pac. They were arguing with each other as well. You there, Al? Are you there, Al? Are we boring yeah. you, Al? Are, are you no. drunk, Al? Dang it, Al. He's tired. Sorry. <laughs> Dang it, I uh, went I know Cody and Pac won. Yes. It's, 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 see, see what I have to deal with in the, on this podcast. We're here live and he's messing up, vouching over here, getting drunk, passing out over here. That's why you shouldn't yeah. be staying up late nights. I can't help it. Dang it, alcoholic gal. Anyways. Well, speaking of which, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, Al. That match was really good. Um, Rhodes and Park ended up getting the win on that one. It was it was it was an awesome match. Uh, then you had the AEW Women's Championship: Ty Conti versus Doctor Britt Baker. I mean, again, that that match was badass. But like, I didn't. I felt it could have been better. So I'm gonna give it like nine and a half to ten stars. Uh, and still, obviously, your AEW champion is Britt Baker. Yeah. I mean, she can't she can't lose that. If she's gonna lose that title, I think it's gonna maybe be to somebody like Thunder Rosa or yeah. probably even a Ruby Soho or someone like that. You know. Yeah. Then you had one of my favorite matches who blew the roof off as well was CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Like right off the bat, they they laid each other out. They they laid it all on the line. You know, you had a bloody CM Punk. You had man, this match was just. All over the fucking place, man. And uh, uh, obviously at the end, uh, Punk wins. But Punk wins, I think it was not only one, but I think he throws like two go-to-sleeps and that ultimately, ooh. you know, uh, does it. Because at first, when the match, the match hadn't even began, right? He hadn't even rang the bell. And yeah. right when he was going to ring the bell, uh, Kingston does that, that, that backhand he does, finisher, right to Punk. So laid out Punk right off the bat. You know, so the match was just epic. I I would give that a thirteen as well. That was awesome. Uh, then you had the Inner Circle versus American Top Team and Men of the Year. This match was awesome. Obviously, Dan was you know uh, just just picking his spots and staying outside of the ring and doing that whole thing. Until mm-hmm. uh, obviously, until Jericho got his hands on him, and and Jericho was a, it was an emotional Jericho too because like I said, he was paying tribute to Eddie. Yeah, looking up and saying I love you, Eddie, and ultimately it was awesome because he hit he hit the uh, that frog splash. Uh, also, I was gonna also bring up. I think it was during the. I think I don't know. It was one of those matches where they. I think it was during the Pac and Idolo match. I think where they were uh, booing one guy and but. But cheered the other guy for doing the 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 three amigos. 
I forgot who, but anyways, uh, yeah, the inner circle won that one. Obviously, like I said, with uh, paying respect to Eddie at the end, and it, that was awesome. Um, he also he also even hit a lion salt, you know. So another minute. And then after that, obviously, we get the surprise of the day, which was freaking Jay Lethal, and he comes out, calls out Sammy Guevara, and Al, I'm telling you, this is a guy. This to me, I always, I've always been saying it. I think I tweeted it too, that he to me is like the the sting of Impact Wrestling, and what I mean by that is that he never shifted over to WWE or anything like that. He never went over there. Yeah. He never did what Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, you know, uh, there's a list. Eric Young, all of them, some of the AJ Styles, they all went to WWE. He never did. He stuck to his guns. He went to Ring of Honor, became who I know as AEW has freaking money there because they they have a bona fide legend of the sports, man. Oh, yeah. This is already a legend and is already entering, like, a, his, his debut in AEW, you know, he's he's new. But, like, dude, it's crazy. It's, it's just crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad he's he showed up. Him versus Sammy Guevara is going to be – it's gonna be awesome, and obviously, I can't wait till he hits that lethal injection cutter move that he does. I hope he really does, but I don't know. Is that that's gonna be a tough one to see if Guevara retains or not? I'm pretty yeah. sure something might happen. Um, then you had, obviously, as we're closing in here, uh, you had the AEW World Championship match, which we've been talking about this whole time, freaking. Hangman Adam Page versus and speaking of Page, your uh, your your babyface Page back mm-hmm. there is she Hangman? Is she is she is she part of the? Is she down with cowboy shit? Al, I don't know. Are you girl? Are you down with cowboy shit? Okay, well, okay, I. Alrighty then. I guess that that, that that makes it official. I think I heard her say "cowboy shit" right, right, when, she, right, when, right when she walked out. I, I could have sworn like, I heard "cowboy shit, cowboy shit." She, 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 cannon, cowboy she, shit. she couldn't say it in front of the cameras. Yeah, but you get hangman. You, you, <laughs> you get hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega, and from the rumors I've been reading, that Kenny Omega went in this with a freaking. Shoulder injury. And so, yeah, he's been, you know, he's been dealing with a bunch of uh, injuries. But I'm glad, finally, the full circle comes around. Because, like I said, the first thing we know about AEW, it's always going to go down in history. The first match to that championship was Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho. Obviously, Jericho won to become the first ever AEW champion, so you had somebody like Heyman Page who was probably like you, alcoholic Al, always getting drunk off his mind because <laughs> that title eluded him for so long for two years. Two, it was a two year in the making, and, oh, yeah. finally, and finally he became the champion. And well, I am from Premont, and I'm a Premont cowboy, so cowboy shit, cowboy shit. And I'm I'm definitely you know I'm definitely gonna have to get a because you can get these at Pro Wrestling Tees and you can download and the these app. at local shows. <laughs> uh, I need I need to give me a, I need to give me a Hangman Page shirt. Same, but uh, yeah, that match was awesome. 
uh, 13 stars because of the fact that, like I said, he finally got got the title. And at the end, you know, you had the Dark Order celebrating with him. Oh, yeah. And so ultimately, yeah, that, yeah it, was, it was awesome. And you're going to need to watch it out. That, that's what definitely going to watch it tomorrow. That's what I'm, I'm going to have to say, yeah. You definitely are. Yep. You know, and I was, th- you know, and back to that whole forbidden door thing and real quick, you know, some of the news. Uh, uh, I was wondering what happened to the murder hawk monster. Why wasn't he around? Well, it turns out that he is uh, dealing with a concussion. Oh. Uh, he uh, he uh, is following a nasty landing that he uh, got in Dynamite in October. So, yeah, it was a match against Eddie Kingston. <clears throat> There she oh. is, Rob. She's back. Babyface Paige. Babyface Paige back in the saddle again. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, yeah, I again we always ended in this with 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 um at the end of the day, wrestling is just awesome right now. Oh yeah. You know, wrestling's in a good place. Like with the with the G1 Climax tournament, you got so much wrestling going on there for four weeks to keep you occupied. Ring of Honor, MLW. There's so much that we're going to go through on this podcast. So many promotions that we're going to break down and get through. Trust me, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of awesome wrestlers out there. Um, yeah, man. Do who's Who's your favorite current AEW star? Probably Hangman. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, obviously, me, obviously for me, it's Darby Allen. Yeah. I mean, Darby Allen's always going to be him because, like, he's just he's just real. And even if it isn't, he just plays that it's so good. And mm-hmm. I think Eddie Kingston is up there for me, too. I mean, oh, yeah. Eddie Kingston already, if you think about it, has already had two top matches. I mean, if, he, if you're not going to put him in the next year's or this year's upcoming uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 100 or whatever. Come on now. Eddie has done awesome with Brian Danielson and now with CM Punk, you know? Like, he's only going to go up from here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, dude, it's it's going to be interesting as for sure. Um, Like I said, we got the upcoming Dynamite coming up. Uh, we got you know, uh, they I don't think they've announced the next pay-per-view yet, but uh, since this is the road to Murphy Kingdom, a.k.a. Wrestle Kingdom, um, we got the World Tag League coming up. We got the Super Junior Tournament coming up, leading up to of uh, leading up to Wrestle Kingdom 16. Now, let me see if I can just uh, pull it up here real quick, just in case the ones that are listening uh, want to know when it is. I think, do you know when it is, Al? Uh, I don't. I know it's the first oh. week of January. Wow. Okay. This is interesting. I forgot about this. Actually, there's three nights of Wrestle Kingdom this oh, year. Shit. This year. Three nights. You're getting, you're getting Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th. You're going to get it on January 5th, and now you're also going to get it on January 8th, 2022. Nice. You're getting three nights of Wrestle Kingdom coming up. Come on now. I mean, is it is it not a good time to be a freaking wrestling fan? Fuck yeah. Dude, 
it, it's going to be epic, man. It's going to be epic. Um, uh, but yeah, throughout the podcast, throughout all these episodes, we're going to be talking about more of that stuff. We're going to be talking yeah. about the Forbidden Door because, like I said, a lot of stuff is happening right now currently with AEW, especially now with Jay Lethal coming around. Uh, that's not even to mention we got, I think, in December – we got Triple A, which is the Lucha Libres, which is you know Mexican wrestling, which I love. Um, they also have their version of WrestleMania, which is Triple Mania, I think coming up in December. Uh, and you got Kenny Omega versus an upcoming star that he handpicked himself out. He handpicked this wrestler out of Mexico to face because he just sees potential in this guy. And not only that, I, I've been watching a bunch of like YouTube, like top top 15s, top 10s, all this stuff. And this guy has been on some of those lists recently. And it's it's El Hijo de Vaquino, which is, I think, is uh, the son of the Viking. Um, nice. So the son of the oh, Viking yeah. is going to be facing Kenny Omega at this upcoming Triple Mania. So it's going to be an interesting uh, yeah, pay-per-view yeah. for sure, man. Uh, like I told you with... Um, one of my favorites there is Psycho Clown, and Psycho Clown now went to GCW, which is unheard of. They said that's the first time ever that, you know, somebody of his caliber went over there. Now, yeah. we're talking about people who don't know who Psycho Clown is. This is a guy like like the Tanahashi of New Japan or like the John Cena of WWE. Psycho Clown has unmasked a legend like Dr. Wagner Jr. He's Psycho Clown right now is, I think they said... I think they said he's like seven and zero or nine and zero or something like that Ooh. in 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 uh, mask versus hair matches. So he's never lost his mask. He's always the one to be the one to, for the other wrestlers. Hey. The last match, like I said, he had was was I have the video game somewhere where it has Doctor Wagner Jr. on there, and he's the one that dethroned Doctor Wagner, and and Doctor Wagner had to reveal himself. Took the mask hey. right off of him. So Psycho Clown <laughs> is a bona fide legend, and it's going to be interesting to me if we could see guys because we already are in a way. We already saw yeah. someone who former Kalisto, you know, samurai this this soul. Yeah. And and freaking Aerostar, who I was tripping now because I've known that guy since Lucha Underground, and he's also in Triple A. We saw him come around. So what I'm trying to say with Andrade. We could easily see Naito, bro. We could, oh, yeah. easily, we could easily see Rush from Ring of Honor. We could see uh, Mestices. You know, these are all generations of Los Ingubrenabres, Tranquilo, de Japón, which is Naito's faction. And what people don't understand is that Andrade is, he's like, he's like a founder. He's a co-founder of that, that faction. So there's a possibility that what if he's, a, or what if we get Andrade versus Naito? Or, That'd be awesome. you know, there's a lot of, I'm just saying, there's, team a lot, up. <laughs> there's a lot of possibilities that are going to go oh, on. Yeah. So yeah. much wrestling, so much things to uncover. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you want to leave with us? Yeah, I'm all right right now. All right. All right, well, this is the, I mean, like I said, uh, make sure that you come check out this podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, uh, comment, repeat. and repeat. I said like, subscribe, comment, and repeat. And repeat. Comment, repeat. And yeah. I <laughs> am the Rob, and this is the, 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 
the Murph. The Murph, a.k.a. Alcoholic Al, a.k.a. Metamorphosis, a.k.a. Arubato Mafi. <laughs> we're, we're on the road, Al. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming up. Oh, like yeah. I said, we're on the road to Wrestle Wrestlemania. Kingdom. We're on the road to um, Triple Mania. And now we're also going to be on the road to the Royal Rumble and the WrestleMania. All the, there's a lot yeah. of exciting stuff coming up for wrestling. Oh, so yeah. like I said, if you want to know more about wrestling, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and repeat. Like, subscribe, comment, and repeat. Rob is war. <laughs> <laughs>